Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Why, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back, yes, to another classic quality episode, quality or not, quality episode of Bravo East Coast Housewives. I'm your main bitch, Kim, and welcome back to another Tuesday. This is the weekend after Mother's Day. So to all of you mommies out there and mommy-to-be's, and realistically, uh, let's just be real, all kick-ass women, hope you guys had a fabulous weekend. Mommies, I hope you had a fabulous Mother's Day. And let me just tell you this. This is something that bothered me. This literally happened to me on the day of Mother's Day. Okay. I'm in the car with my mom. She needed to go to CVS to get some shit. And I was at a stoplight in the left-hand turn signal lane. We had a red light. The opposite side of the traffic, okay? They had a green light. I think it was going to turn yellow. This motherfucker just comes down super fast, by the way. I think the speed limit was around 45 or so. But he's going in the regular lane. And then you see him crossing over because it seems like he wants to make a left turn. So he gets in the left lane as well. Now, he's literally right in front of us. So he's driving and he's driving. He's kind of driving fast, if you ask me. And then all of a sudden, he's getting closer to our car and closer and closer. And guess what? This bitch, me, I lay down on my Jeep horn. Yes, I got a Jeep. Love it. And I'm like, what the fuck is this motherfucker doing? Guess what happens? He finally slows down, stops, almost screeches, and then the fucker makes a left turn. No sorry, no nothing, no fucking wave goodbye. Listen, man, I know that he doesn't listen to this podcast, but guess what? I have to say this. Fuck you, dude. You literally almost killed me and my mom. That's some fucked up shit. Pay attention to the road. And I guess this is just a PSA announcement. Don't text when you're driving. So that was my Mother's Day for about 15 minutes. Super scared the shit out of me and my mom. Definitely saw my life flash bet- like before my eyes. It, it, it honestly was super scary. So I guess God, the big man, I guess he didn't want us yet. So shout out to God up there. Hey. Um, but yeah, so that happened on Sunday. But it was a beautiful Mother's Day. Besides that, got mommy a cake. Of course, my dad kind of fucked it up. He got vanilla cake whenever he knows that she likes chocolate cake. Listen, I'm not married, okay? But does this happen when people get married that like your spouse forgets shit that you like? I don't get it. Someone please let me know because that's concerning to me and I would like to fix it. That was my personal stories of the weekend. Now, we're going to get to some amazing shit. I am so, so, so excited that the Roni premiere was last week. And guess what, Yins, guys? Episode two tonight. Yes, I'm so excited. Oh, fucking yes. I j- oh, this just happened as well. Go on my Instagram account. I put up some meme with Ramona dancing, you know, the the way that she dances. Uh, uh, You know, she don't do that shit, but she could probably. So she's dancing. I make this meme up and I'm like, can't wait for episode two. 
Oh my God. Bershawn, yes. She liked my shit. She even responded to me like, honey, I am obsessed with you. I was in it to win it. I don't even know what that means at this point for what I'm talking about. But you sense the excitement that I got when I looked at it, when I looked at my heart little thing. I don't know, my announcements or my my notifications. <laughs> my notification. I'm such an idiot. I'm making myself look old. So I go to my notifications and I see Bershawn Shaw commenting and liking. Honey, Bershawn, can't wait to see you. Super excited. Did they give you an apple in the middle of the season? I need to know this. I'm excited. Thank you for, you know, taking a look at my shit. That actually makes me feel really great. So shout out, Bershawn. You're the shit. Yes. Okay. So yes, Roni happened last week. It is episode two tonight. So for those of you who may have missed the first episode, let me just go back for you and do a little some summary, okay? Loved, loved the fact that the first scene, honey, Leah going to Martin's, yes, our awesome sidekick, Martin Dorita, when she changed her name, Going back to his gym, super exciting. I love that he was the first scene. I love that he was in it. He's the fucking best. Like, they need to give him an apple or something. Or give him like a, let me see here. Give him like a boxing glove that looks like an apple. You know what I mean? I think that would be really cool. So I love that. Then, (laughs) this made me laugh. So they go to Luann and Luann's talking about shit and she's basically saying that masks, you know, the ones that we got to wear, the mask mandate for coronavirus, we all know. But according to Luann, it is a major fashion faux pas. (sighs) I mean, listen, it might be, but also at the same time, do we not recall the mask that Sonia wore at the reunion last year? That was fabulous. Maybe you should shop at Sonia by Sonia Morgan and get a mask for yourself, Luann. Or hit up your main bitch, Leah, who has the resting bitch face mask along with the leopard mask print. You know, the ones that she gave to Ebony. I'll get to her soon because she is a kick-ass bitch. Yes. This is some good shit. We go to Leah's apartment. She's got a new apartment. She's in the financial district now, honey. She's not like downtown Maine, Manhattan. I don't know. I'm not fucking from there. I live in Chicago. I'm from Pittsburgh. I don't know the main shit in New York. I need to go there ASAP and like learn about that shit. So she's in a new apartment. She got a new little puppy. As I will be getting mine at the end of the month, guys, I found out that it's a boy. Yay. I'm trying to figure out what I want to name it. If you have ideas, please send them my way via my Instagram. I want to know because I have so many thoughts in my mind. Now back to Leah. She got a little puppy named Angel. I think it's a Chihuahua. Big thing in her life. Life changing thing. She is converting to Judaism. I guess she said that she's thought about it many, many years and she never really did much about it. And I guess the, you know, the pandemic kind of made this like aha moment for her to be like, you know, I really should do it. I want to do it. So she's in the process of doing whatever you have to do. I, I was raised Catholic, so I don't really know. Um, 
So she's doing that. I remember that her, her sister called her when she was in her apartment and she was talking about converting to Judaism and everything like and then her sister says you're going to have to be more modest if you want to be orthodox and she's like more modern and then her sister's like no 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 modest and I appreciated the fact that Leah just said in her confessional something like you know just because I'm converting to Judaism doesn't mean I'm going to be a perfect Jew like it's going to be a growing ongoing process and I'm not going to tell my rabbi about like the way that I dress and everything so I thought that was pretty cute I enjoyed that so she's on the phone with her father her dad calls her afterwards and (laughs) I guess She's asking her dad for forgiveness because at this time it's Yom Kippur and I guess she she needs his forgiveness. And he's like, yeah, we'll see, Leah. And she's like, no, dad, like you have to like this is part of me with my faith. Like you have to do that. And he's like, well, I was raised Catholic. We do penance. So I'm going to do what I want. Oh, love that. Yes. Family dynamic. Yes. We all can relate in some way whether it's dealing with religion or not. But family dynamic is everything. I enjoyed that little scene. Then we go to Ramona and Luann. Oh my God, honeys, they're neighbors? What the fuck? They're neighbors. And honestly, from this whole episode, seems like they're going to be new BFFs. And I'm kind of in for it, I have to say. So Luann is showing Ramona around her place. And then all of a sudden, she's like, oh my gosh, Ramona, uh, when I moved in, I looked outside the window and oh my God, look. And then you see Ramona, row, row, okay. She looks out and she's like, oh my God, that's Tom's Terrace. Oh my God, Luann. <laughs> she didn't do that, but I love, I just fucking love these women. It's great. So Luann, why the hell did you move into a place that's literally right across from your ex husband's place. Ugh. That made me cringe, but also laugh at the same time. And it was just, it was very on brand, I think, for Lou. So you know what? Do you hate her for it? I don't. We also found out that she sold her house. And if you did see in the one little scene, Luann is popping out a rosé, but it's not an alcoholic rosé. No, no, no. No way, Jose. No way, lover boy. She is busting out the non-alcoholic rosé. And to be quite frank, Luann, I even reached out to your ass on Instagram. I messaged you. I wanted to know what brand that was and I never heard that. (laughs) But that's okay because you don't know. You're probably like, I don't know this bitch. I'm not going to respond to you. That's fine. All cool. But we do want to know what brand it is because I did see on your Instagram stories that many other people are asking. So can you just tell us, are you making a non-alcoholic rosé that we don't know about yet? Team up with Ramona. You guys are already best friends and best neighbors. So I think that could be a kick-ass thing. Not only did Luann and Ramona talk about being neighbors and all this kind of shit, We also find out that Luann actually was having a couple stumbles here and there with her alcohol um, over the summer when she was in Sag Harbor. She even admitted to Ramona sometimes she would go back to her house and she wouldn't even know how she got there because I guess she was so intoxicated that I guess on how many times it happened to her, she got really concerned about it. And then she was like, no way, Jose, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm done with alcohol on how old I am. What the fuck do I need this for? So 
claps for you, Luann. I give you props up. And hopefully throughout this whole journey of the season, we see you stay strong with Leah as well because we find out that Leah is also not drinking again. And Luann asks her when they're at Sonia's house, I'll get to that soon, she asks Leah to be a wingman for her. So way to go, Lou. We're, we're here for you, girl. We are here for you. The girls are also talking about how Sonia, Miss Morgan Letters, baby, has distanced herself from Ramona and Luann. But like, why? We don't understand why. Luann even says to Ramona, you know what? I even ran into her daughter and her daughter even said, I don't know what my mom's doing. I don't even know where she's at right now. She's like MIA. That's room for concern, if you ask me. Hopefully that worked out the way that it should as far as them getting in touch. So Sonia's been MIA. Then, oh honey, we get to the main event, if you ask me. Hello, it's meeting new housewife Ebony K. Williams. Holy shit, is she a badass? She is a motherfucking badass. Holy, I mean, her credentials with her life is amazing. Her attitude towards life is amazing. She's super Oprah-oriented. Hello, yes, career, yes, yes, yes. And she just seems really cool and fun. And I'd hang out with her. And plus, she really likes Leah's fucking masks from Married to the Mob. And remember, I had my friend Sarah on last week. And she had that Married to the Mob shirt. And guess what? I've been going to her website, Married to the Mob, yes. And I'm looking at this camo sweatshirt that says, Don't be scared to be a bitch on the back. And I really want to buy it. But I'm not doing it right now, and I'm trying to figure out why, so I'm reflecting, and I will have that sweatshirt. I just don't know when I'm going to make the click to the purchase. Leah meets up with Ebony in the park, and when Leah is talking about her, she is saying, Ebony is like the epitome of black girl magic, honey. Yes, she has like bajillion job credentials. She's a lawyer. She's a broadcaster. She's a badass bitch. That is, yes, a credential if you ask me. And she's just fucking great, okay? Loved her the first scene that I saw her. I'm excited that she's in this show. I think it'll be really great. Again, super excited to meet Bershawn because she responded to me. I'm, I'm like literally in fucking cloud nine because of that. Okay, so Ebony tells Leah, that she had a date recently and that she liked him. She was asking Leah, are you even ready to fall in love? And Leah's like, yes, I think I am. But guys, she is still kind of involved with pita chip. Why, Leah? Why are you involved with pita chip? He's so pita-licious and that's not a good thing. Plus, you already know that he's a fuckboy. You said that on the episode. And then Ebony's like, Girl, we have to get you away from the fuckboys and away from like the athletes, like NBA players, all that shit. Get away from those motherfuckers and go to the owners, bitch, is basically what she's saying. And I think she's hella right because that's what she's doing. So she went on a date with the dude and Leah says she's really good at dating rich men. And uh, I need to be better at that. That's what she says. Ah. <laughs> uh... And then from this whole relationship talking, it just goes down. Oh, it's always great 
whenever it goes to potty talking, aka potty humor to me, okay? So they're talking about the men that they are dating, that they're seeing, whatever. And then all of a sudden it just talks about taking a shit, okay? Leah is afraid to take a shit and or fart in front of her dates. That freaks her the fuck out. Then you just go to Ebony. She is a real woman. She will not back down. She's like, what the fuck? I don't care. Like, if it's a first date, I will take a shit in your fucking apartment if I need to. I eat, bitch. Yes, I love that. And guess what? We also realized that <laughs> Leah dumped someone for farting in front of her. <laughs> Here, it's, you know, to Leah's defense, I'm pretty sure she's not the only one that has done that in life, okay? Ladies who've done that, I bet you all are reflecting on it now, no? <laughs> that was kind of funny. And uh, I'm sure she was probably really young when she made that decision. I don't know, but hopefully she was. The line that I loved from that whole conversation, we could say this is like a quote of the week. Today I'm doing it a little bit differently than my usual solo stuff just because I'm talking about New York and Jersey. But a beautiful quote that I enjoyed from Ebony during this talking uh, about taking a shit, I'm dating a man type conversation is when she said, I'm a human bitch, I ate. Yes, again, claps. Double claps here today. Yes, super special. I love that. Uh, It's so true. We eat, honeys. We eat. So then we go to the Morgan Townhouse, honey. The Morgan Townhouse. She's getting ready to host a brunch for the ladies. She's going to have them all come over. She had to move back into the townhouse because of the pandemic, so she couldn't do the whole renting thing because she had a smaller apartment, if we recall, towards the end of the season. So she couldn't do that. She wasn't getting anyone who wanted to rent the townhouse, so she had to move back, and she didn't want to lose any more money. So she's there. I have to say, because she says that she's wearing all these pajamas during the pandemic, uh, caftans, watch out. Patricia Altschul, okay, Sonia is coming for you for, and she made it, she made the the dress, the caftan that she was wearing, it was Sonia by Sonia Morgan, now Patricia, I know that you have your own line, so it seems like you and Sonia gonna be clashing with those caftans, honey, oh, but you always look good, both of you ladies looked fabulous. It's also hilarious that Sonia was trying to figure out how to use her fucking bathtub in her own home. Pretty sure she didn't get it updated because her townhouse does look old as fuck and it needs many, many updates if you ask me. And it's hilarious too that she has another intern, whatever number that is, 155, I don't know, but she's getting a master's. You go girl, whatever it is, yes. So she's trying to help out this intern learn how to turn on her bathtub and give her a bubble bath. So that was really sweet. Way to go. Yes. So while she's in the bathtub, she calls up our girl, Leah. And guess what? Leah is also in the bathtub. Okay. Sonia invites Leah to her house for brunch. Leah was like, hey, you know what? I have this friend that I want to bring. Her name is Ebony. Can she come? Sonia's like, oh, yeah, she can come. Yeah, I'll have have another place setting for her. Yes. So she's coming. Then we go to Ebony's apartment. Her friend Natalie comes over. And as I said before, Ebony is telling us a little bit more of her story. Lawyer, broadcaster, podcaster. Hey, girl, come on my podcast. Hello. Yes. Looking for you, Ebony. Come out and be on the pod. So... She's talking to her friend Natalie about how at this point in her life, she's thinking about buying her own place and she wants to go back to Harlem. So her friend's talking to her about it 
And then we find out that she had some problems in the beginning whenever she was done doing the whole law. She was practicing law, didn't really like it. Then she was saying that she was a public defender for a while, loved it, and that she wanted a bigger platform. Or as she said, microphone. Yes, podcast, what? She invested a lot of money in herself to get all that stuff situated with the broadcasting, with the podcast, all this stuff. I think because of that, she had a little bit of problems with her credit as far as purchasing a home and all this kind of stuff. She said that her bills fell to the wayside because she was so focused on the other stuff, which was her career. She said that she put every dollar into her broadcasting because she believed in herself. And then after a while, guess what? Now she's at badass credit status, bitch. Yes. So... Congratulations, Ebony. That's a kick-ass story. Also, I would have to say, if we're looking for a quote of the week here from either franchise, this is it. From our new gal, Ebony. Probably my favorite self-love quote ever. She says, I'm so glad I bet on myself. And you know what? I always will because I'm a sure thing. Oh, yes. Yes, let me read that again, okay? I'm so glad I bet on myself. And you know what? I always will, because I'm a sure thing. Holy shit, everyone put that in their profiles. Put that on your phone. Put that as like a fucking optimistic thing to see each day. That's the shit. And I'm going to say, you know what? I should say that to myself every day, because that's fucking great. So Ebony comes in here. We love her. Yes, excited. Now we're going to go to the brunch where she is invited. She goes there with Leah. Her and Leah get there early, wants to help out Sonia because she's like watering her fucking, (laughs) her stones or something. You know, it was kind of crazy. But you know, Sonia's on Sonia time. She's not on everyone else's time. She'll get there whenever she feels ready. The guests should always be first ones to be there and have their thing going on, according to Sonia. I'd also like to state that I found it hilarious and cringy at the same time that Sonia had to take Ebony to her fishies uh, in her pond and state on how she had such racial diversity in her fishies. Sonia, what was that? That was <laughs> when I saw that, and then when Ebony was talking about it, like uh, a for effort, but what, like Sonia? No, what? That was just. Uh, sometimes we don't know what to do with you, Sonia. So I thought that was a very weird moment that needed to be spoken about today. Sonia's talking to Ebony and Leah about her Century 21 deal and how that kind of went under because Century 21 went under and they closed. That definitely sucks. I felt really bad for her with that. Hopefully she'll recover because we all know how hard she worked on it. We all know that we've heard so much shit from other people about her, about not being true with her word, with what she's doing with her work. So that was a hard scene to have her talk about. And I'm pretty sure she's probably still dealing with it right now. And then for Sonia to get to know Ebony a little bit more, she was expressing how she was on the Oprah track and that she was very career focused. And then she was with, she had an ex-fiance who had three children. Well, they're not together anymore because it's an ex-fiance. So she never really thought about the whole kids thing when she was younger because she was so focused on the career. And I think now at her age, which I don't even think it's I don't think it's old at all. I think she's like 30. I think she's Leah's age and I think she's 37, 37 or 38. I don't know. But that's young. Hello. 
So now at this point in her life, she's talking to Leah and Sonia about there's no really love like the love you have to a child, like your own child. And she's like, why don't I tell you girls that? Because you have your own girl. So she's in this spot where she's ready to have children. And now she's dating someone. And I think he has three kids as well. So with her ex-fiance, though, they did the whole quarantine together. And she's like, that's when we realized that this wasn't going to be a thing. Like, we saw the real truth of us whenever we were doing the quarantining for the pandemic. She also found out that he really just doesn't want to have another baby, and she does. So I think it's good that they're not together anymore. She knows what she wants. She's going to go get it. I think that's mad props. So then Ramona and Luann casually show up, and oh my God, please don't tell me it's about Tom. (gasps) It's not about Tom. What? Question mark? What? It's not about Tom, honeys. However, pretty sure we're going to be hearing a lot this season about Garth. And I'm not talking Brooks, honey, okay? We're talking about a potential new man in Luann's life named Garth. Cue Bethany. It's about Garth. It's about Garth. It's about Garth. Cue Luann. Please tell me it's not about Garth. Bethany. It's about Garth. Shut up. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I think that'll be fun. He's South African, apparently, so he's not a Palm Beacher. I wonder if he has a thing at Palm Beach. Does he really love to go to Palm Beach? Let's go to Palm Beach. Are we going to see Tinsley in Palm Beach? Ooh, I literally just, we're finishing up season 10, my ma and I, and that's fucking great, great season. It's sad that it was Carol's last season. I fucking loved Carol. I'm really sad that Bethany and Carol had that big falling out, basically on screen. That made me really sad. But yes, yeah, season 10 is fucking phenom. Even though the Tom thing happened in season nine, but they're both fabulous. So while there is a new guy named Garth, there will always be a man named Harry Dubin. Okay, Harry Dubin. So Leah throws Ramona under the bus, which was much needed and very necessary. She's like, yeah, so Ramona, what's the deal with you and Harry Dubin? I see you sucking face with him. And she's like, what are you talking about? It's like, we're just friends. Like, that's so old news, Leah. Hey, you know what? I want to know what Aviva Drescher is doing. How's she feeling about this whole shit? Like, Aviva, do you want to come back on the show? Like, what is your deal? Harry Dubin, ewey, not my vibe, not my vibe. But I guess it's Ramona's vibe and Luann's vibe and Sonia's vibe. Speaking of that, Sonia says, why does everyone start in my life and then end up in your beds? I mean, that's a valid question. Why is that happening? Someone help us understand because we're confused. I even want to know. So when the girls go inside, Luann asks Leah to stay back for a second and talk to her about, hey, I quit drinking again. Will you be my wing woman? She's like, yeah, for sure. So that was a short little moment between the two of them. Yay, yay. Woo, woo, woo. So then Luann and Ramona approach Sonia about being MIA and like what have you been doing all summer you're not answering our texts or our calls like we were really concerned and then Sonia's like well you know what there's a lot going on right now the century 21 thing and 
it almost made it seem like she's going through so much more than anyone even knows. But I wonder if that's really true. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I buy it, to be honest. I'm I'm going to wait and see, feel it out a bit. But at the moment, what Sonia is selling right now with what she's going through, besides the Century 21, I'm not really buying it. From there... Luann's like, hey, we should do a Hamptons trip because this is what we do. We always go to the Hamptons or we go to the Berserk Shears. Even though, <laughs> do we miss Dorinda? Who misses Dorinda? I do. I miss making it nice. I miss say it, forget it, write it, regret it. I miss clip, clip, clip. I miss hostess with the mostest you guys get what I'm saying she is like the bravo queen of fucking quotes yes I miss her do you guys miss her maybe she'll make a guest appearance in the show people are also talking about will Tinsley come back to the show we're not sure I don't know do you guys want Tinsley to come back we'll see so as they're talking about this Hamptons trip coming up or they're trying to plan it (laughs) Ramona looks at Ebony (laughs) This made me laugh and chuckle, and it made Leah roll her eyes like, what the fuck, bitch? So Ramona looks at Ebony and says, you know what? I just felt a really immediate connection with you from the very start, Like, and that doesn't really happen to me a lot. It, do- it doesn't happen for a lot of people. And then Ebony was like, oh, that's so nice, you know? And then you have Leah on the side couch over there, and she's like, wait, Ramona, you said that to me when you met me. Oh my God. <laughs> and then cue Ebony. She's taking her drink. She's like, ooh. <laughs> that was awesome. So Ramona put her fucking foot in her mouth again. You go, Roro. That's why we love you. We also found out, and I never knew this. I don't know if Yin's guys know this, but I'm going to tell you. Ebony said that Sag Harbor is a very important place for her. It's very spiritual for her because it is the first community in Long Island that allowed black people to own waterfront property. That's pretty amazing. So they're going to go to Sag Harbor and we will see the shenanigans that they are going to show us. And I'm excited. And then it shows you what's coming up in the season, which is basically the trailer that we already saw before we saw this first episode. So we do know that they're going to Salem somewhere and they're doing the Salem witch trials and shit. And I'm excited for that episode because it's Halloween, but it's not the Berserk Shears at fucking Dorinda's house when she did the Halloween stuff. Yes, the chef, the murder mystery. Yes, all that stuff. Bring back Dorinda. Miss you. Love you, Dorinda. Let's go to Jersey, baby. New York, fabulous first episode. Can't fucking wait for tonight. Yes, let's go to Jersey. So now we're in Jersey, my loves. Jersey, Jersey. Okay. I would say this is kind of a throwaway episode for me. It wasn't that exciting, honestly. It was just sort of like a filler, but we'll go over it. So the episode starts whenever Dolores left. She stomped out and she's like, fuck you and yeah, and you go fuck yourselves. Because she got all pissed off because Joey Gorga, what'd you say? Dolores, she's a broken woman. Whoa, Joe, slow your roll. Go back, okay? Don't be pissy that Melissa walked in front of you. Chill out. So Dolores got pissed off, rightfully so. I would as well. And then from that whole disaster of a night, according to Dolores, I would say, that's probably what she was thinking. 
Jackie has a birthday coming up. Of course, what's she going to do? She wants to do a B-Day trip for her and her girls. Now, what does she want to do? She wants to do some apple picking, also with some wine tasting. Lovely. Sounds like a beautiful October. I'm sure her birthday is probably in October, maybe November, maybe the end of September, whenever apple picking really starts. I've never done apple picking. I really want to do it. I'm jealous of the people that do do it. So I want to go. But she plans on doing an apple picking wine tasting birthday trip. She wanted to make sure that Dolores felt comfortable, so she called her personally and said, hey, do you want to come to my birthday? I'm doing this haying, apple picking, all this shit. She says, yeah, that's cool. I will be a little late because I have this doctor's appointment that I have to go to. Jackie's like, yeah, that's cool. Then in the confessional, honey, we find out that Dolores did the big fat lie. She didn't want to meet up with them because she was still pissed off from what they did. The girls took a poll on her and David's relationship. I'd be mad too, even though I don't like David. But we all know that that's okay. So she lied and she's like, I have a doctor's appointment. She just wanted to go by herself. Totally valid. Then, yes, honey, we go to the Aiden household. Oh my God. Big man upstairs answers my prayers for the Aiden household. Interior designer comes in, does their whole shit up again. Yes, more modern. I'm sorry, their furniture looks so terrible. And I know, Bill Aiden, that's your thing. Super glamorous and I love it and I love you. You're fucking cool. But you do not have good taste in interior design. Leave that to your wife. Even Jennifer said that she liked it in the beginning, but then when the pandemic started, she's like, get this furniture out of here. Yes, Jennifer, I am on your side for that. Couches looked lovely. They looked comfortable. She wanted her mom to come over. Her dad sat on the couch and he's like, she's not going to come over. She's like, I'm going to call her. So she calls her mom and her mom's really pissed off. I'm really, I'm really confused with her mom. She is pissed off and feels that Jennifer threw her under the bus at that mother tea time thing and basically was making her look like a fool. I'm trying to figure out how she interpreted that because I felt that the mother tea time was very supportive and all of the women were very supportive of her and said that it was fine if you didn't want to live with your spouse. That's 2021. However, Jennifer's mom is still not for it. She is so old school and old school is fine. Sometimes I do think you have to make minor adjustments when the times do change because I have to say times are a changing. So I was a little confused on why she was like yelling at Jennifer. The phone call did not end well. Obviously her mom did not come over to see the furniture. She's pissed off. She's like you're trying to guilt trip me of seeing my grandson by doing this and this and this. And Jennifer's like no I'm trying to I'm trying to do good deeds here but you don't want to take it. I don't know what to do. So that was heartbreaking to see. Her dad said, your mother, she can't stand not to fight, which is sad to, that's sad. I mean, in my opinion, it was sad. But we're going to fast forward to uh, the Judice house, Teresa's house. Joe comes over because she needs, she, oh my God, holy shit, fucking right. Sonia Morgan, honey, Sonia Morgan. I just looked down on my phone. Sonia Morgan literally tagged me in a motherfucking post. Shout out to you, Sonia Morgan. I fucking love you, Sonia. Bye, Sonia Morgan. Letters. Oh my God. Again, I'm on cloud nine. Like what the fuck? Yes. Oh my God. I got goosebumps. I need to chill the fuck out. So back to Teresa's house. Joe comes over. 
wants to help her out. She's got to clear some shit out in her garage, right? You know, Teresa brings up, yo, Joe, why do you have such a big ass mouth? Why are you telling people that I'm in love? And he's like, well, aren't you in love? And she's like, I don't want to jinx it. Like, what are you doing, Joe? Joey, I don't know what you're doing, Joey. I get why she's doing that. She doesn't want to make it a big thing because they haven't been together that long. So I understand that. But she also is hiding way too much. I I, I think if she said, yeah, I like him. I We're going to see where this is going. I think that's totally fine for her to say that. It's not like she's saying, oh my God, I want to marry him and I want to have his babies. And oh my God, she's not saying that shit. So Teresa, you can just say, we want to see where it's going. That's cool. She just doesn't want to sabotage it. And Teresa, I I hear you. I see you, boo. It's all good. So we're going to go to Marge's house. Margaret, she's doing a photo shoot for her book cover because she wrote a book. And it was really nice because Marge Sr. was on the book cover as well. Of course, it was the back cover, honey. It was not the front cover. Leave that to Margaret, okay? So cute little photo shoot moment with Marge and Marge Sr., Marge Sr. supporting her. It's a cute little moment. They both cry at the end like, oh my God, this is so great. Cute little, you know, five, less than, less than a minute or so in the episode. So then we go to Dolores' house, the Catania residence plus David. It's her children's birthday. They both are a week apart, I believe is what she said. Frank is there. Her two children arrive. And I guess they always do like the family gathering for their kids, right? And they both celebrate at the same time because they are a week apart. So, oh my God, fucking yes. Ebony just commented on my shit. Fucking yes. I am so fu- Oh, I'm dead. I'm dead, honey. I'm dead. Oh, where was I? Dolores is celebrating her kids. And guess who finally motherfucking shows up? David, honey. David was done at the hospital and he showed up at the house for the birthday celebration. Wow, David, that's one quality that I like. You went there for a birthday party. Good for you. So Frank and Dolores were telling David, hey, this is what happened at this party, the Michelle the Realtor party. They were saying that our relationship is all fucked up and that you're trying to stall with the ring and all this shit, X, Y, and Z. And David's just like, I I did like this answer from him. He says, I don't really care. I know who I am. I'm just not going to let it bother me. So you know what, David? I got to take notes on that because I let things bother me. Clearly, you can see I get fucking super excited when you have Ebony and Sonia and fucking Bershawn commenting on my shit. This is probably going to be like the only time that they do it, I swear. But they have to know that I love them, okay? I love you bitches. So after that, Frank is saying, oh, fucking yes, now I got Leah. I really need to chill the fuck out. So now Frank is saying to David that Dolores will always defend him because she is a ride. She's basically a ride or die bitch. If you think about her tagline, she says, what does she say? She's like, Call me loyal, but don't you dare call me gullible. Something like that. So she is totally like that. And it was a cute little moment for the birthday. Yay. Happy birthday, kiddos. Then we go to Jackie's birthday trip day. They all show up at Jackie's house. Margaret and Melissa first. So Margaret addresses about Joe's misogynistic ways of thinking and basically talking whenever he was bringing up the whole Dolores thing, being a broken woman. So Margaret's like, yo, that was kind of fucked up. That was very misogynistic of him. And I tend to agree with that. That was kind of messed up. Melissa, Jackie, and Margaret, they're talking about Teresa's new boyfriend. We all find out that his name is 
Louie. And they want Melissa to spill the tea, but Melissa's being a loyal bitch. She's not, she's not engaging. She's like Meredith Marks. I'm not engaging. I'm disengaging. Okay. She's just giving them a little, a little sprinkle of what's going on. Not a whole fucking cake. However, she did say, I think this could be Teresa's new husband. So I guess that's fucking cake. I know nothing of what I'm talking about. (laughs) So the rest of the girls show up. (laughs) Jennifer tells the girls the problems that she's having with her mother. And she started, I mean, this was sad to see. She started crying a little bit. She's getting a little teary eyes saying, I don't think I'm going to be talking to my mom for a while because of what happened at the tea time. She thinks I threw her under the bus. And the rest of the women are like, we don't understand why. I don't understand either, ladies. That is that is a mystery that hopefully will be solved soon. Then immediately, Melissa gets a text from one of her children saying that Joe is like all in pain and everything. So she calls Joe immediately and he's like, literally sounds like he is in so much pain. He's like, oh my God, I got to go to the hospital. So Melissa's like, I'm coming. He's like, no, no, no. And she's like, I'm coming. You're going to the hospital. Bye. Which is what any wife and or any family member, anyone who cares about another person should be doing that. So she left, which I would too. We find out later that he was passing a kidney stone, which was very painful. Also, this was hilarious. Dolores came in around that time. No, Dolores met up with them at the at the winery. So whenever she meets up with them, Jackie told Dolores via phone when they were traveling there. <laughs> and Dolores is like, OK, I'll make sure that David meets up with them. Oh, my God. So then you find out that David does in fact meet up and like I don't know if he takes care of Joe but he's definitely tending to him in some sort of way like he's showing him the photo like he draws where the kidney stone is and shit and like how it has to pass so oh my god do we say karma is a bitch because Joe karma is a bitch and I guess that was your karma moment and I do have to say that sucks but I'm glad that you are feeling better my friend when the gals get to Warwick Valley Winery, just wanted to, uh, if anyone's in New, it's in New York, so I looked it up online. So if any of you, if any of you go to somewhere in New York, I don't know where it is, just look up Warwick Valley Winery because it looked pretty fun. So they all show up there and Dolores, they go on that wagon, you know, you go on the wagon to like the hayride type shit. So they go on the ride. <laughs> I mean, they go on the wagon and Dolores is basically saying, hey, you know what? I don't like that my girlfriends are taking polls about me and my relationship with David. That's fucked up. I don't want to hear it anymore. And then she's also saying, I think there's something going on with Joe Gorga right now. And then even Teresa said, yeah, I think so too. And Dolores is like, not only with you, Tree, but also mom and dad passing and with Melissa, there's some shit going on with him. So Dolores just wanted to put that out on the table and also tell her girlfriends, hey, stop fucking talking about me because that's not what friends do. And they're like, "Okay, cool, whatever. Let's move on. Margaret then says that she's about to she's going to be throwing her husband, Joe, a birthday slash Halloween party for him. And this is whenever they're, they're eating lunch at this point. The whole apple picking is done. So they're eating lunch. And this is whenever Jennifer looked at Dolores and said, you should bring David. And then she's like, well, I think he has something to do, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, he should at least be there for once. And then Dolores, she's cut. She's like, oh, my God, don't you dare say that to me. Like, fuck you, bitch. Fuck you. So listen, you're triggering. You're triggering our girl Dolores. Okay, don't be doing that. That is almost that is parallel 
to if you were to bring up Richard to Dorinda. And you don't fucking do that. That's some messed up shit. You don't do it. Stay away from the relationships. Stay away from the families. Stay away from the children. But I guess we wouldn't have the Real Housewives of any franchise, would we? Oh, my goodness. So then at the end of the episode. Oh, no, forget that. With her being so defensive about this whole thing, I'm thinking to myself, this is so interesting. Like, why are you getting so defensive in the first place? It's almost feeling like to me, are you hiding the fact that you are really pissed off that David did not put a ring on it or he's really not making the time that he should be making for you? Are you putting on this act for us, Dolores? Because I don't know. It's just it's a complete 360 from last season. And all I know is that I don't even know the bitch, but I want her to be happy because I think she's I think she deserves it. We all deserve to be happy. So sometimes I feel like she's overcompensating with the way that she's being so defensive, but I also could be wrong. So last scene of the whole episode is at the Gorga household when, thank God, Joe looks better. He passed the stone, all that kind of shit. He looks normal now. Yay. And I guess the doctor said that he was really dehydrated, so he really needs to make sure he uh, hydrates up, baby. And uh, I guess David did take good care of Joe. Like I said, karma's a bitch. And then with that, Melissa was like, yeah, Joe, I think you really should kind of stay away from Dolores's relationship. I need to as well. And he's like, well, I knew Dolores before even you did. And she's my friend. And if I need to say something, I'm going to say something. So then that whole fire starts. And then what happens? Then they're starting about Melissa working. And Joe said, I've done everything for you. You wanted to sing? I said, yeah, let's sing. You wanted to fucking do Envy? I said, I gave you Envy. You wanted an au pair? I gave you an au pair. You want to go to the fucking moon? I'll take you to the moon. <sighs> so Joe's pissed. And Melissa's like, if you don't let me do this shit, I'm going to resent you. And I don't want to do that. And then he says, you know what? Go be whatever you want to be in life. And then he's like, I'm done. And then it's like, oh, oh my God, are they going to break up? Oh my God. Editors, you're fucking awesome. You guys make the show. I mean, you really do. The way that you piece it together, the storytelling that you guys do, oh, fabulous. Oh, so the main, main, main part of the last scene of the episode. <laughs> Unfortunately, it wasn't that uh, memorable for me. I had to look at my notes, you know. It was at Teresa's house. She was about to go on a date with Louis. Of course, I think we'll meet him on Wednesday. So that was a cute, oh, she's happy again. This is fun. I like the Gorga moment better because there was more drama. But if we were to have a dueling diva of any kind with these two franchises of these past two episodes, clearly it's Dolores versus the rest of the women. She has had it up to here. She's had it up to here with people talking about her uh, shit with David. So... Don't talk shit. Don't talk shit. Leave it to me <laughs> on this podcast to talk shit. But listen, it's good shit, okay? And I only talk shit because I love you shit. So, Gins guys, that's the episode for today. And you know what? Let me just go back to what Ebony said in the fucking episode. That's the best quote of all time. Yes, let me find it here. I bolded that shit. Here we go. I'm so glad I bet on myself. And you know what? I always will because I'm a sure thing. Honeys, yin's guys listening, yin's all are sure things. Bet on yin'selves. And thank you again for listening. Follow me on Instagram at Bravo Yinzer. Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R. And follow us at Believe Podcasts. 
and at Believe Pop Culture. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V. Have a kick-ass Tuesday. Rony tonight, baby. Rony bitches. Be excited. Ebony, I love you already. Let's keep up the shit. Sonia, you're always a lifestyle brand legacy. Yes, Leah, you're a badass bitch married to the mob. Luann, money can buy your class. Feeling Giovanni. Uh, uh. Yes, and Ramona, turtle time, bitch. See you guys next Tuesday. Enjoy Jersey as well. See you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.